Survivor And when the show ends You really wanna talk about it With like-minded friends It might be hard to find some But don't you shed a tear Check out the Purple Rock Podcast And this is what you'll hear John will make some dumb jokes And he likes to yell and curse And if they're not available The backup hosts are so much worse Spend the whole time being jerks Telling you you're wrong And so we got this other jerk To sing you our theme song It's the Purple Rock Survivor Podcast Welcome to the Purple Rock Survivor Podcast. I am John, my co-host is Andy, and this week we are talking episode 5 of Survivor 45. And in the spirit of this episode, Andy, I want to offer you a choice. You can either do this podcast with me, or you can eat a sandwich. But I must warn you, I must warn you, the sandwich comes with a terrible curse. That's bad. The sandwich also comes with a free frozen yogurt, which I call Frogurt. That's good. The Frogurt is also cursed. That's bad. But you get your choice of topping. That's good. The toppings contain potassium benzoate. That's bad. Can I go now? Okay, keep this in mind later on when we discuss how hard it is out there for nerds, because um, that is going to be a topic in this podcast episode. Um, but first, let's discuss general views. How'd you enjoy this week's episode? Oh, yeah, for shiz for shiz. John Wine, what's up, homie? It's, you know, I one of the things that immediately got me in this episode is as soon as Katura came on the screen for a confessional, I just laughed. <laughs> I beat this joke into the fucking ground. I will laugh every time. I love it. I knew what she was going to say. I didn't care. I just laughed before she said it. I was just like, say the line, Katura. It's coming. Just do it. Come on. I want to hear it. Just give it to me. And it delivered. And, and that helped. I mean, you know, 90 minutes, I need some laughs to carry me through. That was it. She didn't even need to say the words, but she did anyway, and I appreciated that. Yeah, I got to say, for me, for the first time this season, I really felt the 90 minutes this week. Um, it was a, kind of a mid-episode for me, if I'm being honest. Like, it, it's fine. Like, you know, and as Brad, I think, uh, pointed out well in the week that I wasn't here, you know, Baseline Survivor is still uh, a thing that I enjoy. You know, it's an entertainment property I get, but... Uh, there wasn't a lot this week for me. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, the Katura Brew stuff still remains fantastic. Um, I Partly, I think, because I both knew the way that the vote was going to go. Like, it just felt obvious from plot armor reasons. And I also didn't care. <laughs> That's the thing. Right. <laughs> um, where, But I think it just... it, it the, This episode felt a little repetitive as it was going. And I know some people pointed out, like, we had... Two um, flashbacks. Um, that didn't bother me. They were fine. You know, it's just yeah. Often when we complain to, to degree, when we do you and I specifically about ninety minutes, it's not necessarily even that like the extra stuff is bad, but it does throw off pacing, right? When you what a show that used to be designed and paced around a forty-two minute cut is now longer. 
And it's like I felt, and we'll get into this throughout, that like I get it. These Reba people are stupid. <laughs> it's just like it fits that beat <laughs> for like a while. So, again, like the, the flashbacks didn't bother me. They were fine. You know, it's like um, the Jake thing felt pertinent to what was happening. Um, you know, we got to know D a bit better. Her package felt a little bit more standard issue. Crazy. Um, um, yeah, I think that was the thing with the flashbacks is they felt relevant yeah. to the stories of the week, right? Like it wasn't just, you know, wedged in here like, oh, we got to tell you how inspiring this person is. It's like, no, 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 you can. This helps you understand their motivation and how they're playing the game and how they're seeing things. That's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I just felt like I was ready for the episode to get to like a challenge or something. It's like, OK, now I get it, especially because in in the end and maybe this is in some ways a good thing. But, like, Reba didn't lose, you know? Like, it was all predicated on what Reba's going to do when they lose. And now that's all gone, right? Because we know that they're not going to be voting uh, as th- those four people. Because uh, so, um, next week is, you know, not not a merge. Um, so, in some ways, it's like, okay, well, that was a whole lot of nothing. In other ways, I guess that's good in that it doesn't completely spoil what did end up happening in the challenge. But it just... This week, I, I, I just felt it was a little meh because I, I, I felt like uh, many times, like, I, I get it. Let's, let's let's chop it up. Let's move along. It, was, it felt a little fatty this week. Uh, yeah, I mean, I felt like when we got to, by the time we actually got to the vote, I was pretty convinced of who it was going to be because I figured once it was that tribe, you know, it's going to be either Brando or uh, Kendra. And then the show makes clear that uh, Brando is, you know, inserting himself into that discussion <laughs> of essentially. Um, yeah. Big own goal there. But yeah. So then once they actually got to the votes, I was like, oh, okay, well I can see what's coming. Yeah. And maybe that's also a downside of longer episodes is that like, you know, the common complaint uh, always was they're not giving us enough for us to understand what's happening. I felt like they gave us more than enough, you know, it's like right. there was no mystery by the time we got there. And like, it's easy to think that there would be. It's like, hey, this side versus this side, which way is Emily going to go? But I never for a moment believed that Drew was leaving the show, the season. So it was kind of like, yeah, OK, <laughs> fine. Right. It's Brando. Um, so anyway, yeah. that's kind of in general how I felt about the episode. But um, more importantly, I think the the question the episode did pose a really important question for all Survivor, which is, why can't nerds catch a break on this show? Oh, my God. It just it mirrors the real world where those hapless nerds like Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg just never catch a break. Oh, my God. So, too, is it in Survivor? It's just, it's rough out there for the nerds. When have we ever seen a big-time nerd, a self-proclaimed superfan, do well on Survivor? It never happens. I can't think of a single instance in fact you know i i must have had some sort of fever dream where i imagined that at a certain point in the show nerds had such a successful run that brad culpepper was like come on beefy dudes we have to team up and stop these nerds because they keep doing well and people made fun of him and he was fucking right he was (laughs) but yeah i mean i guess i i must have made that up because you know nerds just they're out there suffering. They they can't catch a break. Yeah, and I'm torn to how much to judge Brando for that. Like, maybe he's just trying something, right? He's just trying to find some kind of common ground with Drew. 
uh, the guy who just loves him hearing about Brando just natter on and on and on about Pokemon. Um, sure. I don't know if that was true uh, for Drew. <laughs> Certainly right. it wasn't true for me. Um, but I do wonder, like, maybe it's legitimate because, you know, while Brando has been a fan this whole time, maybe he got, like, in his head from, like, the past that it was – there was a time when it was harder for nerdier types, right? I feel like it might be more than 10 years ago, but still, there was a time. And, or, right. and also maybe Brando also just remembers the time in his life in which it was tough to be a nerd, you know? <laughs> that could be. I think I think you kind of hit on the more likely thing, it was, which is what I believed. It was just like, this is a way to ingratiate myself. Like, oh, look how we're similar, yeah. you know? And like, here's a reason for us to make a connection. I don't. I don't know that he necessarily believed that nerds need to stick together because they're so often cast aside on this show. Yeah. No. I mean, I th- and I do think that's highly likely. But if he is, it's just like when everyone's a nerd, you're not the nerd. Yeah. You know? And I feel like it, you need to adjust your expectations at this point, and that you're all super dorks for this show, so it's no longer making us special. And I think for the longest time, when there was like one or two super fans, then they could define themselves by that. And maybe now the modern super fan nerd is like, but I'm the one who's supposed to know stuff. I'm going to be the one that's automatically good at puzzles because I can't lift things. And it's like, no, nah, man, there's no place for you here, nerd. It's not enough to be a nerd. We're all nerds in yes. some way. What else do you bring yeah. to the table? And yeah, exactly. The guys that are hitting the gym all the time also happen to be very good at puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, it's not hard to be a big fan of Survivor anymore. Uh, you know, streaming services, everybody, you know, of this generation, uh, or, you know, the earlier generations than the one I'm a part of, you know, binges everything. Uh, you can't swing a dead cat around w- without hitting some kind of fan podcast or some shit like that. Like, it's, it's not that, you know, back in the day, if you were a big Survivor fan, that really said something a bit more than I feel it does now. Right. I think the bar for big super fans back in the day was like, oh, I've seen every season. Yeah. Back when there was like seven of them, like Rob Sesser, you know, like everybody's like, dude, you really watch this show, huh? Like both of his seasons. Right. Uh, Including all stars. It's like telling people like stuff they knew about them. Like, shit, you watch this show. Like, was kind of the reaction. (laughs) then. And now it's like everybody's like, oh, yeah, I remember that this tribe did that. And this and this the colors that are lucky. And they're all, right. you know, they're all like that. And, you know, meanwhile, you and me are like, wow, you guys really watch this show, huh? <laughs> exactly. Like, we started this show because we were like, oh, we're big fans. And then we realized, like, uh, well, I mean, relative to some people, maybe not. Yeah. And we're, like, of this weirder generation where we still think this is shameful, right? <laughs> yeah. We, we definitely do not tell people in our real lives about this. Yeah. Shout out to Commentator with the, you know, um, in purposely ironic name, r slash survivor. I think he also shares this in which, you know, he, 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 he or she, sorry, I do not know. Uh, they, uh, went to such depths to protect the fact that they were like streaming, uh, survivor episodes on their phone that they're like, uh, it must've been from porn. This virus I've gotten (laughs) like Homer talking to the insurance adjusters. Uh, I was trying to watch pornography and Survivor accidentally came on. Oh, just, no. just so much less shameful than admitting <laughs> that you're that down bad for Survivor. And I got to say I, that that was very relatable 
for us. Yes. Two dudes with a exactly. podcast that are doing one right now. Right. Yes. Um, hey, one thing that probably also made this episode a little bit tougher for me to take is what, why do we keep witnessing Drew's continued success? Why does the show hate me? Why is it doing this? Every step of the way, I want to feel like he's not doing well, yet he always is. I don't I, like it. I feel like Katura, where I'm like, do the rest of you not see him? Are you all not seeing this? Do you not? Are we not on the same page about this? Are you humoring him? What is happening? Why is everything coming up true? I keep thinking like, ah, people are just fucking with him. Maybe they're pretending. But no, they're aligning with Drew. And things keep happening for Drew, and I don't understand it. He was confident enough, correctly so, that he didn't have to play all his advantages this week. I guess now he only has one, but yeah. If, were he to play that, Austin would have had to play one more. Um, yeah, like, uh, and it looked, maybe, and I know this was a discussion, I'm guessing more as it was happening than after the episode that like he hadn't played things well with Brando. You know, Brando's like, Hey, why don't we make this nerd Alliance me and you? And I guess you too, Emily, who's sitting right there and drew doesn't take it, which normally you'd think is a bad thing, right? If somebody proposes an Alliance, you just say yes and then do it or don't. Right. Right. I don't think it was the mistake that it seemed like it might be. Obviously, like results help me with that, right? Like he won the battle. I was going to say if you point at the scoreboard. But I also think that because Emily was there for that. This display of honesty. Probably helped her make her decision. And yet later on. She immediately doubts Drew when Brando's like, no, 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 that was Drew's plan. So, And then when she talks to Drew later, now... I, you know, look, man. I want, it, I want it to be that way. I do not like this person on my TV. But now, we're looking at it, it's just like I could see it being a few advantageous the way he did it. He gets to, you know, when dealing with Emily, I was honest. I was there. You you were there. He was trying to double deal, not me. I was being loyal to Austin and you. And you can believe me as a loyal person because even when presented with this opportunity, I was honest. Also, I think it might have had the additional side benefit. And I'm not necessarily giving him the credit of thinking this. Um, It kind of put Brando in a bit of like it, it put him on the defensive, right? In a way that I don't think Brando was ready to be. I don't know that Brando's type personality is ever going to be that way. It's a bit of a power play. Brando's like, oh, hey, dude, we're both nerds. And you should be an alliance. And Drew's like, yeah, not. No. <laughs> Which is in some ways, it's like, what? How would you even say that? You always say yes to an alliance, even if you don't mean it. And then Brando was like, oh, right. Well, now I guess the gloves are off. But Brando doesn't have it in him. <laughs> like yep. all, all he has is like what he did uh, make up a little lie to tell to Emily that, you know, it's, it, at the very least, if not easily refuted, easily enough countered. Right. Right. Um, no, I think like Brando, if he was to be successful in this game, would always be like kind of behind the scenes, more subtle moves. Drew just saying that like, no, no, we're not going to really do that. I think it put Brando in a place that he wasn't ready to compete with, especially since, you know, Brando's 
partner in this was Kendra, right? Um, and yeah. Then, and then it never gets back to Austin that Drew was doing anything double. Like, again, I don't, I'm not saying that it was a good play, but clearly it wasn't a bad one. I, again, because you can point to the results yes. and say, like, you know, obviously it worked out. And interestingly, you know, when they get to one-on-one time later, he does agree. I mean, we then see him in a confessional being like, yeah, I don't trust that shit. However, he does do the thing where you reflexively like, yeah, yeah, of course, we're, we're good. When it's just him and Brando. Yeah, and Brando's like so, offering him the uh, shot in the dark or whatever. Right, yeah. But that, And that's kind of what I'm getting at. When it's in front of Emily, he's like, right. no, I'm not doing that. I already have my bargain. I trust Emily implicitly. I don't need this side deal. Maybe that's a good move. It pains me to acknowledge this man did the correct thing. I just, I need it to be a future week where he just fails spectacularly and I can be like, oh, thank God. I've been waiting for this. And I'm not ruling it out. You know, the fact that like he's pretty much universally uh, off-putting for everyone that like I, I, I see discussing the show, which admittedly is very much a selective audience. It's basically people who comment on the website I started, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah we started i wasn't trying i was one of the people who started i'm not trying to minimize your (laughs) contributions here since i'm guessing you literally you know filled out the form to start this part of the website i did Um, did the wordpress and everything yeah it's i don't think it's just perceived or like bias in viewing this arrogance that i disliked so if that is there in the edit that does suggest that it could come back. There could be the comeuppance. Except sometimes arrogant people win. So I'm, I'm not... <laughs> every week, I expect uh, something to go wrong for this guy. And every week, things keep getting better for this guy. And so, you know, all that said, are you thinking that Emily did the right thing then by voting Brando over Drew? Ultimately, I don't think there was a wrong decision for her. <laughs> like It didn't matter. It really didn't matter. It's more like, why does she go that way? I think because Austin and Drew told her things. They shared secrets. And I think that made her feel more comfortable in a way that Brando and Kendra probably didn't, in part because Brando and Kendra didn't have things to share. So I understand why she made the decision, but like, was it the right decision? Who cares? You know, it's, as long as it's not her. Right. And I was thinking, since Emily's like a stock analyst, she probably pretended to put a lot of critical thought into it, and it just went by vibes. Yep. It was like, oh, I'm so smart. And know, it could be as simple the, as Austin and Drew were first to get to her, right? Which I, is another thought that I had, is that they had done better groundwork laying than Brando and Kendra had. Which is not, like, impossible to believe, right? Because no. <laughs> Drew and Austin seem like we're just more, you know, outgoing people than Brando and Kendra. Kendra, you know, I, I, Kendra is certainly not you know, a wallflower, but I think her outgoingness is very much about her. And whereas I think Austin and Drew, and I'm, you know, I'm happy to give more of the credit to Austin because why not? This is my show. I'll do that. Uh, just seem probably, you know, better at schmoozing people. I mean, hell, Drew has that whole other personality that we heard about, right? Fuck this guy. Um, and yeah, it could just be that simple. It's like they made me feel better first, and now, and they've done nothing to change that. Uh, maybe though. It's just the like Kendra starts talking about aliens again, and Emily's like, "Ah, oh, fuck this shit, not right. again, <laughs> not again." <laughs> this time, I know not to just be like, "You guys are stupid, and this is stupid." Gold star, Emily's learning. 
That's right. Thanks, Caleb. But maybe she's like, ah, I don't want to deal with that. That said, like, it is a little different. Believing that there is life elsewhere sure. in the infinite spaces of the universe, I think is fine. I think that's a fairly mainstream position. I'll, I'll, I'll go right out and say, I share it. Believing sure. that they I, came to Earth and built infrastructure, that part is a little uh, little, little farther down the line. And so this is the only reason why, like, when that question was brought up, I'd have been like, okay, there's just let's clarify what exactly you're asking before I give you That's my right. answer. Do they exist? Yes. Are aliens yep. among us? I'm going to say no, but I, there has been more UFO sightings lately. Just, just putting that out there. Sure. <laughs> just, you're subscribed to some weird places on Reddit. Well, I mean, there's also that guy in the NBA who's suspect at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wembenyama does not some, seem human. Is all I'm saying. I was just gonna say we should make some Wembenyama. Wemben, oh man, just call him Wemby. There you go. There you go. It's like we call the just other guy Giannis, a Greek freak. Exactly. Just easier that way. All right. Um. Let's briefly talk about Brando, and I do mean briefly because I don't imagine there's a whole lot to say. Okay, first, is <laughs> it Brando any, uh, or Brando? Like right there. If we're like trying to hypothesize why Emily made her decisions, I mean, I think she knew how to pronounce the other Tuesday dude's name. So if we're like just True. assuming who is she closer to, the fact that she didn't know that guy's name probably is a good indicator. Exactly. Hey, um, and <laughs> I'm not your friendo, Brando. <laughs> anyway, um, I thought he seemed fine yes. from what little I saw. The problem is, like, I'm comparing him to at least, I was talking to Mike about this. There's at least three people on this cast who enjoy making weird sound effects in, like, their confessionals or on the, like, why? It's just their thing. They just make weird sound effects to, like, entertain people or the cameras or just, why? There's also two people who have quit one person who might be like genuinely one of the worst survivor players ever. And then there's also drew. So really it wasn't that like Brando was fine. It was just that the bar got so low that it was like, okay, well then you've reached like league average simply by the bar lowering around you. Yeah. And just on his original tribe, Kendra is all talking about horoscope, horoscope, the horoscope again tonight. It's kind of funny when Drew was like, I thought she was just kind of this wild girl talking about horoscopes. And she is. That's not how that's structured, dude. You say that your first impression is this. And it turns out she wasn't like that. Not just like, I was boom, judging the book it. by its cover. And I was right. Hey, man, that's why they put those covers on. Right. So, you know. Fantasy books have a certain typeface. Come on, we know what's going down. So yeah, you had her. You had the Katura Bruce f- f- yeah, feud. Jake. It seems the kind of this, you know galoot type. Um, obviously, you know sketched out a bit more this episode. So from there, yeah, it was easy to be like, okay, Brando and Kelly are are the normies that we can like. They seem to be the ones that have their heads on straight. And I think I- also he got a bit of a halo from Kelly. Um, but in the end, it's kind of like, hey, we finally got to see him try to maneuver. And it, look, it's not an easy spot, but he had the same odds on. For, you know, it was 2-2 trying to get one, right? And he wasn't able to seal the deal. His big plan was, I'm going to outfox Drew um, and you know say that we should form an alliance. But I'm not really meaning to do an alliance. And, and frankly, I don't even know why at that why you're bothering I get. I guess, like in some ways, get the vote on Kendra instead of you. That could work. 
Um, but you don't have to propose this super secret alliance. You can kind of just hint around it and kind of get to know the guy, which maybe they were. Obviously, we only see a part of it. But yeah, like he was what he was fine, but I'm not mourning his loss. Right. I'm first of all, I'm just glad you, you dropped galoot in casual conversation. Well done. Um, yeah, my thought was really he kind of gilded the lily here. He could just simply say, like, guys, I'm on board if you want to make a Kendra. Like if, if it becomes clear that Emily seems to have a better connection with the other two, like just act like you're on board. You know, do the the woo thing. Be like, us. Yeah, that's right. It's always been us. You know, just jump right in there and act like it was always cool with you the whole time. Yeah, because um, in trying to do what he does, for one, you're clearly surrendering the power, right? Yes. The other two are like, good. All right, we got this. So as long as we got Emily, like there's somebody ready to crack. And actually, he seems like the more dangerous one. Like, I feel like he skipped ahead to the line. Yep. So, exactly. you know, let, right. let's go when you're Brando. trying to outmaneuver them, then it becomes like, uh, <laughs> let's go Brando. Was that a let's go Brando? Yes. Well done. Um, yeah, I mean, exactly. When you're trying to like show how great of a player you are and they hold the power. Yeah, that's going to backfire on you. And it did. And obviously that side is paying with additional confidence that comes from having advantages or whatever. But like, again, Brando doesn't know that. So, you know, like he's not a disaster or anything because that's like an incredibly high bar to grow. Yeah. At, at, especially at this on this season. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I don't know that we lost an all timer or anything like that. Yeah. Um, speaking of advantages, though, we should uh, move on to discuss the most important that we thing saw. in this episode. Exactly. I mean, Honestly, the most controversial part of this episode, judging from the comments that I've seen. Um, we got to the uh, island of mystery or whatever they're calling it at this point. Um, and when we finally get to the ultimate choice that they have to make, they're, they're presented with two options. They can take shitty amulets or sandwiches. Now, if say you are one of these three people, Andy, which one are you choosing? Sando, Sando, Sando. Every fucking time sandwiches. Hungry Austin was right. The conservative sandwich, hen- sandwich heavy portfolio always pays off for the hungry investor. Why the fuck would you not pick the sandwiches? Like, not only that, Austin's talking about like, oh, I'm starving and I, I can barely function. Yeah, except that all the things that you're saying about why you should choose one over the other are 100% correct. And if you were like operating at 100%, you would still say and think the same fucking things. Hunger was the least amount of reasons why you choose that. Exactly. I mean, there was, he even like spells out in front of them, like, ah, no, I don't think we're going to do that. It's going to make us like all go after each other. And still they're like, yeah, but, we could go after what? each other. I, yeah, I mean, not even just thinking with your stomach there. Like, go sandwiches. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, no, as a result of that scene, I now have a second favorite player of the season. And it's it's Austin, and it's not close uh, in either direction. Um, because thank you. Thank you, Austin, for pointing this out. And who knows, maybe in the past, some survivors have pointed out when these advantages are bullshit. Um, but that doesn't make the cut, right? And survivors, yeah, you know, like, hey, they've all figured out that, like, I have to say this thing is so powerful so I can get on TV. 
Thank you for pointing out that this is an obvious trap and they're giving you an out. And I think people need to learn this and they haven't. And I get it. It's still relatively new. Community chest isn't always about good things. Sometimes you pull the taxes card. Sometimes you pull the go to jail card. And then even the things that aren't bad, sometimes it's just second place for a beauty contest. And it's like, oh, I got 40 bucks. We'll be 10 bucks. Right. That's what these advantages are. It's not all going to be this thing to help you in the game. And this one is absolutely not a thing that's going to help you in the game. Are you sitting here going to lie to me that you're going to like throw out whatever existing, um, you know, partnerships and alliances that you've formed in order to have an extra vote? Right. No, no, you're not. That's bullshit. You only want this because it's an idol, but you only get that idol if you vote me out. I don't want that to happen. So can I please? I don't want that fucking heat. And I don't want the heat. I want to eat. And and if you have somebody saying this to you, as Austin is doing, and obviously he's framing it from his perspective, it's like, I don't want to be a bigger target because he's trying not to be pushy. He's trying not to make himself a bigger target for these ladies specifically. But if you're having someone be like, this is going to, you know, this is set up to have us turn on each other. Even if you yourself hadn't thought of that and you are really absolutely planning on forming this new found alliance so that you can have one of the least powerful advantages in the game that frankly, I'm not even sure how, because not only do you all have to agree to do it, you have to figure out who to do it on and all of that. And it has to be an opportunity in which one vote would matter, which there can be entire seasons in which that never comes up. He is saying this is a thing that will encourage us to vote out each other. What do you think he's going to do? Exactly. I mean, he just made clear what he would like to do. Also, you know, here's a thing. What if Austin says, okay, let's do the amulet, but let's all agree right now that I can use it as an extra vote tonight to get rid of Kendra tribal. Like put it to the test right then. Yeah. Well, why not? Like, and then you didn't get your sandwiches, but Hey, now the vote's not a mystery at all. And then they would say, Oh no, cause that doesn't help me. Oh, and yeah. then I'd say, why do you care? This is for us, right, new friends? You're on my side. I am in an incredibly difficult vote. You guys don't have that. Both of you have a majority of your former teammates with you currently. I don't. Yep. This could be the most important. I could go home tonight. Let's go, team. Right. And then then they're both like, oh, you could go home, you say. And then they're looking at the parchment again. Like, no, 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 no. This is exactly why you take the fucking sandwiches, because the sandwich will not betray you. Well, I guess it could. There's yeah, some I mean, exists, food does but, betray you know, people in this game, but you know what? It Even happen. still, there are a few people. I mean, that one guy, Joe, for sure, who even after they spent post reward just, you know, with the runs, they're generally like, I still don't care. It was great to, to eat. It's frankly right. the guys that don't spend the time with the runs that are on the opposite <laughs> end of the spectrum they're right. the ones who be like come oh, out God, later i shouldn't have had that extra meat skewer especially because i haven't had meat in years yeah that's the ones where you have regrets yes 
but otherwise, yeah, sa- like again, oh, hey, there's tomatoes out there. I don't like tomatoes. Oh, they've been out in the sun. I don't care. But when that bread looked delicious. It did. And two, I don't care if it's do this or don't get anything at all. The choice is don't get anything at all. And I've been saying this a few times and I want to underline it. The new part of this game is not all these things are good. And I think the right. show, I don't know if the show knows it because they're so advantage pilled, but I almost think they do. I think they set traps because really they don't care if people are succeeding by using these advantages. They care if these things are adding drama to the game. And really, it's just like the rats in a maze thing. Like if they if they know they keep pressing the lever and they're going to get food, right? Like so everyone's thinking like, oh, rewards and advantages must be good. I should take that, right? And they're just going to keep on doing it, even though now they're getting electric shock. They're like, oh, that, that seems bad, but I'm going to keep doing it because I know it gives me food. And we're still just pushing that bar. All the rats just push, 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 push. Every once in a while, it's a legit advantage. But a lot of times, you're just getting fucking shocked and you keep going back for more. And I don't understand why. In this case, it wasn't even like you didn't know the consequences. Like, at least with the beware advantage, you're like, well, once you open it, you're pot committed, right? In this case, you know exactly what you're signing up for and you still did it. This is not the first time that this advantage has appeared on Survivor. I'm confident that J. Maya and Kelly had seen the other time. I guess I don't know for sure. Uh, Certainly Emily had. And even if they hadn't, Austin points out what a trap this thing is. Yep. And they're just like, oh, yeah, no, I I could really use an advantage in this game. And, yeah, so, yeah, Austin noticing it right away and being like, nah, man. And, look, yeah, he does have the advantage that he already has, real advantages. Also has the experience of sometimes these things can hurt you, as he, you know, did not have a vote for portions of the game, ended up not mattering. Um, But, yeah, that he recognized it right away, rose in my estimation. Kelly deciding, you know what, uh, kind of, but yeah, well, I want the advantage too. Uh, lowered in my estimation, you know, she was somebody mm-hmm. that I was, you know, and again, I'm not like completely out. Like, I understand some bad decisions could be made in the heat of the moment. That's why the show presses them like this. Uh, and also, the, she had two voices pressing on each side. Uh, Jay Maya, I would say this lowered my opinion of her, but at that point in the episode, that wasn't possible. Mm, yeah, we'll, we'll get to discussion of that uh, Reba tribe real soon. But her whole, um, like, I finally have something. No, you don't. You don't have anything. You don't. The thing you have right now you, is nothing. Yes. You actually have one third of nothing. Yes. You don't even have a full nothing. And even then, like, Austin does a good job. It's like, hey, allies are more important than sandwiches. He doesn't believe it, but God bless him for saying it, you know? Like, right. he's trying. I, I laid out the case without coming straight out and saying, if we do this... I'm going after you guys. Yep. Uh, but then, and again, this is also why he kept raising my estimation because after he's done, he goes after, he's like, so now I got to vote them out. And it's like, it wasn't any like, oh no, I got to worry. You know, I've made some great allies. It's like, okay, well, I wanted sandwiches, and, but now that I don't have them, I know my, my mission. And not only that, he, he shows it, he shows it to Drew when he gets back to camp and Drew's immediate reaction is, so we got to vote them out. Yeah. Like, there's there's not a hesitation because that's the obvious conclusion. <laughs> when we first heard about such things like this, yeah, it's, that's what happens. Prisoner's dilemma. They're like, hey, you guys. It's a tontine. Yeah, that's what it is. 
And what you do when you have your your pirate tontine is you kill the other pirates so that you can get the treasure. It's really not that complicated. And uh. and you know, ultimately, I believe both Jay Maya and Kelly are not unaware of that. They just think that they're going to be the victor. Because again, I refuse to believe that they did this to get an extra vote. I don't think they did it to steal a vote. Nope. I think they did this so that oh, wait, they just saw oh, idle though, without understanding that's like hey, now people are going to come after you. And you guys might have been positioned well otherwise to not have a target on your back. That's that's over. Um, and yeah. And also, let's talk about one of the logistical things. Because one of our commenters, and I have no idea if I'm pronouncing this right, but Anna Four um, said, we talked about it in 42, but I don't get how the amulet is supposed to work in the case of exchanging it for an extra vote or steal a vote. Would they all have to announce that at Tribal? How would they decide which person gets the extra vote or steal and who it's used against? Makes me think production knows there's no way it's used for anything other than the idol. Yes. But like those are valid questions, which if I'm standing there, if I'm Austin, I would be asking the producers right then in front of J. Maya and Kelly being like, um, so just so we're clear, if one of us wants to use this, we have to make it very clear in front of everyone else in the game that we the three of us are working in concert to have an extra vote. Is that what's going to happen? And if they're still saying yes, after hearing these answers from the producers, I'd be like, oh my God, you people deserve everything that you're about to get when we come for you. Yeah. And look, I'm sure there is a method, right? I I, I also agree that production is like, don't worry, it's not going to happen. But I'm sure somebody's (laughs) asked, right? Okay, so how would we though? How would we use this as an extra vote? And I could see that it's like, no, you guys are allowed to come to an agreement like before tribal. And as part of that agreement, you have to let one of you do the voting. Okay, that's nice. You know, (laughs) okay. You really trust them now? That would actually kind of be awesome if they use that to vote one of them out. Um, Yep. Yeah. And that's it. But then at that point, once you're voting somebody out, you've you've lost it. So you're not getting any benefit other than the lulls of voting someone out using it. So, yeah, no. it's only ever – we saw this in action. The one person hung on to it forever, and then I think she even still didn't use it uh, as an idol. Um, yeah, man. They're not all good. There are whammies in that deck, and people need to start recognizing it. And I think some are. Well, clearly Austin did right away. But not enough because, wow, was J. Maya pumped that she finally she's got something. And no, mm. no, no, no. So speaking of not all good <laughs> – Let's move on to J. Maya and that Reba tribe because I have thoughts and I'm sure you do as well. Um, this Reba tribe is, do any of them understand how to play the game of survivor in your estimation? It does not seem like it. I mean, Julie last week had some good, strong ideas. But yep. this week, as they keep talking and every, you know, the different you know, worries and concerns and all of that, um, the way they kept just trying to shut Sifu down, that like, oh, he was probably lying and he did vote for you without any attempt to answer the question. OK, then who voted D? These are two stray votes that mm-hmm. were not for Sean, but OK, Um I spent the entire time, maybe this is why I was down on the episode, because it felt like for like 20 minutes, I'm like, but you know where the idol is, though. 
this was what blew my mind, right? D so badly wanted to get Sifu out that she voted for him last week, right? Mm-hmm. Then J Maya offers herself up as a decoy, and D is like, oh, but what if J Maya? Why was it that important that you vote for Sifu last time? That it was like, no, 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 we have to. I, what? Do you see? Me? And then it just it layers of incompetence here. J Maya, you could have simply said nothing. That was an option. Because now it, her plan is she's going to tell Sifu, oh, it was actually me that voted for you. I'm on the outs. I'm so sorry. I wanted it to be you rather than me, whatever. Now, if he genuinely did have an idol, he thinks you voted for him. He plays it and votes you out. What? You just walked right into that sword. Like, what? Did anyone think through this plan at all? No, there's no indication. <laughs> it feels like D just chases whatever is her new, you know, mindset. Partway through the episode, and again, I must remind everyone, maybe I don't must, maybe everybody kind of knows this, the, the, the span covered in these episodes are is like a full third shorter than what used to be. So she comes like, hey, Sean, of course it's Sean. And then suddenly it has to be Sifu. And then it has to be Sifu so much that she's hung out to dry. And now she's dealing with the consequences of that. And then it's like, yeah, but what if it is Jemaya, though? It's like, what are you doing? But also, D, Julie, you know who has the idol. You helped this... him get it. What are we talking <sighs> about? That blew my mind. Like, Sifu has the plan. He's going to convince him with a fake idol. And it's like, well... Yeah, obviously that's not going to work. Like maybe on J Maya it could because she doesn't know. But then it's like, then we see D and Julie acting like, oh my God, though. No, but, you know, what if he's going to play that thing? What? How are you believing him? You are party to information about both how the idol worked and who had it. You handed him the fucking hammer. And now, and look, obviously they must believe Either one of two things. One, there were two idols on that beach, which, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, you never know what Survivor's <laughs> going to do. I don't believe it's ever happened that there were two active tri- uh, idols within the tribe you know, format. I could be wrong. Or two, that like Austin and or Drew told them, Oh, oh no, I was about to do it. And then there were already broken rocks. Sifu must have beat, beat to it. <laughs> and then if you believed that, then you deserve whatever's yes. coming to you. But, and here's the thing, even <laughs> if you're like, it, it's possible that there was a second idol. Uh, it is possible. Okay. It starts to feel like how everybody thought they found an, uh, an idol when Rick Devins hid five of them or whatever. But it, <laughs> it, I, I suppose it is possible. We should not put it past the show, but they weren't, talking about it being possible they were talking about it as though it were so that they that sifu has an idol this is beyond you know hey i guess we should be a little prepared of the what if scenario but i'm pretty comfortable he doesn't because again we were heavily involved in the acquisition of the idol um it wasn't just that it was oh god we're screwed now because sifu knows we're coming after him and he didn't get voted out because of sean wrecking all of our plans our plans are so solid that we didn't come up with anything that what like what if this plan fails uh, what do we say to sifu no none of that um 
No. Like, now he is an idol. Oh, well, we can protect ourselves by just letting it be Jeremiah. You can also protect yourself by just voting for Sifu because you know he doesn't have an idol. You should know he doesn't have an idol. Right. What are we even doing here? Right. This is how bad it was. They almost made me uh, wrong, John. Uh, yeah, also, Sifu has this plan where he's going to convince them he's got the fake idol. And then, it, like, he goes in with some like he's trying to find out who the vote was on him and he's got this like weird vague threat with push hands he's like ah this is the strategy like okay if you determine who voted for you that's great but how does that actually advance your game right like okay you know you can't work with that person because they've already voted for you no, clearly things can change on a fucking dime because look what D just did. She's like, oh, wait a minute. What about Jemiah this time? This is why you and I last season were so impressed with Carolyn because she's weird, but she could play. Unlike Sifu, who's just weird and has delusions that he can play. It is painful to watch this man. I'm watching this and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to come to Al Gore's internet and face charges of, see, fake idols work because the mastermind Sifu fooled D and Julie and <sighs> J. Maya. And it's like, that. look, man, there's only so much I can do. Idiots might fall for anything, okay? And if that's your plan, that's your plan. But there was nothing about what Sifu did that should have been convincing. And frankly, they seemed convinced he had an idol long before he hinted that he had a fake one. You know? Yeah. And that and that short circuits all of the, well, ask for confirmation or the very fact that you keep talking that you're going to play an idol tells me that you don't have an idol that's actually worth playing because right. when you have one, the, you real G's move in silence, you know, like lasagna. Like lasagna. Um, he no if he shows them the idol, you're right. The move is, OK, well, now you've played your cards. You've shown us the hand that you've been dealt, show me that note. Like at that point you have nothing to lose because it is either real and he will verify it or he says, nah. And at that point you're like, okay, well now I know it's fake. So again, I just, the stunning lack of gameplay all around on this tribe. I was, my jaw was dropping. Like what is going on here? Do any of you know what you're doing? Yeah, I know. I used to think D and Julie could be competitors. And now I'm like, I guess I see why Drew's doing so well, you know? Right. <laughs> exactly. As I said, it just it keeps happening that the bar lowers everywhere else. And so it's like, it's not so much that you're elevating yourself. It's that everybody else is lowering themselves. Yeah. With one notable exception, Andy. And we have waited a long time to discuss this. And I think it's about time. Let's talk some Caleb. He's he's great. He's amazing. He's doing so well. And the show is not interested at all in convincing us otherwise. You know, this <laughs> is every week we get a segment of look how great Caleb is. And I'm for it. He's just feeling it out there. He's just making connections he might not even need to make. Next week, he's going to shout out his Canadianness. Oh, I'm so excited for you. You better come to that podcast wearing like a maple flag T-shirt. Getting some free universal health care eating a donut from Timmy's just Canada it up next week, buddy. It's your week. We haven't had a moment like this 
since Kevin Durant, you know, tore his Achilles and Drake had to pretend to be sad about it. It's like, this is big <laughs> for Canada. Uh, I mean, I suppose since beating uh, Team USA for a bronze medal in uh, basketball this summer, that was pretty cool, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, it's like Donovan Mitchell, you know, just uh, leaving Michael Johnson in his dust in a weird fabricated 150-meter distance race. So, like, I got all the references. <laughs> you have all your Ws. Uh, We're way back for that Michael Johnson one, by the that way. That might have been for you. You know, sometimes yeah, the jokes aren't specifically for me. You know, there's yeah. some other oldies in this. Uh, you yep. know, and we had a guy win a gold medal like recently, Andre. Uh, you know, the grass, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Although I we had to wait for you know one guy to retire finally, but then it was his. Yeah. All it takes is just not having the greatest sprinter of all time ahead of you. Who knew? I mean, you know, I could see how that would be an impediment, you know. Right. For 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 example, does Caleb win if he's playing on the same season as Boston Rob? Maybe. I mean, really, like Maybe. Bob, Rob only won that one time, which I love how yep. like, people like to use that as a strike. It's like you get it. That most people only win one time, if that. Most people <laughs> actually win zero times. So one is actually still kind of impressive. Um, right. Wow. Brought that to there. I did. But it doesn't matter. Caleb best player of all time uh yeah no like it was just like they, they, they keep showing everybody's talking and it's like yes hmm but the collection of infinity stones is not complete what do i need to do to get kelly on my side and at first i was worried that it might be a little hubrisy like you know she's gonna be the one that sees through but now it doesn't seem like that way yeah. and it makes me think it didn't even need that one no but you know you could have said the same on original lulu that he didn't need emily that's you know what that's what i'm saying is he's just like yeah you know what this is i'm playing with house money i'm just gonna try to pick up a kelly while i'm out here and he did and it makes me think that maybe we were too hard on sabia maybe she was right (laughs) they were (laughs) like hey man you could always get caleb out later maybe not right maybe it was like convincing two other people is going to be hard enough if i need to convince five other people it's never gonna happen because like I'm not just seeing through, uh, you know, maple colored glasses and thinking that Caleb has a very real chance of winning this season, right? Like, that's a thing. Correct. Yep. Obviously, anybody who seems this much better than everybody else might have a difficult time later on targets and threat assessments and all of that. But sometimes those people just win, right? Like sometimes and it could be that we're in that mix right now, right? Somebody's just so good and a bunch of hapless players that can't do anything about it. I'm not, I'm not saying we're there, but I'm truly not saying we're not. I mean, Kim Spradlin once had that kind of season. So I'm referring to, you know, you know, Boston Rob, when he finally did, it's kind of like that too. There there, there are other references. And again, is I'm not necessarily like, you know, again, Austin showed some wherewithal despite her stumble. I'm not ready to write off Kelly just yet. Um, Okay, that's literally might be the entire list. Okay, uh, Drew <laughs> just keeps doing well. Uh, against all odds. But, yeah, man, this could be one where Caleb just runs circles around people. And, I mean, hey, we Canadians at this show do have a pretty high success rate. Yeah, In the incredibly true. small sample size in which it would. I was going to say, a new era survivor is basically dominated by Canadians. Yeah. 
You'll note that I did not bring up any of them in my uh, great moments in Canadian contest uh-huh. history. <laughs> Nor should you. I mean, we liked Marianne. Um, yeah, she was great. Speaking of that tribe, though, so as he's making all these connections, obviously the the other thing that's happening is there's still no connection with Katara and Bruce. Um, <laughs> it's just so great. It's so great. I, and there seems to be some traction, right? We get now it's not just Katura complaining about it. We got Caleb. So that's as big a cosign as you're going to get in this season, right? Thank you. Yes. Uh, had you ever heard of a push present before? Of course. I've also heard of gender reveal parties. Like, I, I've, I've heard of all of these things. But my thought when I hear them is always like, oh, we're, we're doing that now. Oh, let me ask you a question. Do you think... Push presents are out of pocket. <laughs> uh, not as much as uh, gender reveals. Those are completely out of pocket. Uh, <laughs> I guess I can't have an opinion on the thing that I literally never heard of until watching that episode. I mean, look, once she started explaining it, it wasn't that hard to figure out what was going on from context. And sure. I mean, yeah, I guess it's alliterative. So that's why it has a name. But it's kind of like, huh. My instinct, much like Bruce, would be like, that's stupid. Now, unlike Bruce, I feel like I would have had the tact to be like, oh, okay. You know, but that yes. completely with the high-pitched voice of, you know, I am not on this level, but I'm trying to be polite about this. Uh-huh. Because as I said about J. Maya earlier, you could simply say nothing. You could nod your head. Hmm. Well, there you make go. A, make, a, make a little sound. Bruce is one of those people that loves to make fucking weird sounds for no reason. Just hmm. One of those. Yeah. But it's like, oh, well, I yeah. hope you get what you want when that happens. <laughs> Voice going up like 10 yeah. octaves. Like, oh. A part of me, like when I was seeing that, it was like, okay, Ma, some of this might just be a generational divide, right? Because that felt like like a young thing, you know, on your whatever social media they're using. I don't even feel know if it feels like TikTok. I was going to say Pinterest, but that feels old. Uh, but then I remembered yeah. like Tara actually isn't that young. You know, she was lying to Kendra about it, but she's... I don't know that her like her and Bruce are probably uh, they are of a different like 15 years apart. So they're probably two different generations, but not like this huge generational split that said Bruce feels older. (laughs) Some people in their generation are older. And then, you know, some people like myself are just hip to the the, the new lingo and such. That's right. Look at it's just thrown around the slang of the youth. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I mean, my personal take is like, it sounds kind of infantilizing, you know, I was like, oh, good for you, honey. You pushed so hard. Here's your present. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, my first instinct was, isn't that a baby shower? But I suppose the gifts at the baby shower are for the baby and the push present would be for the mom. Hmm. And you know what? My instinct is to follow my own advice simply say nothing oh yeah i have no opinion on this matter well i mean this is my podcast right like the kind of the (laughs) the deal is that like people listen uh for me to sure expound on opinions yeah like i don't know i i'm it's unfamiliar to me if it seems much less harmless than gender reveal parties which are actually harmful i was gonna say it might be like physically harmful there have been several instances of gender reveal parties being physically harmful uh but also it's just like okay i mean hopefully when i mean i wouldn't know judgment or whatever but most people when they are having children are no longer children and don't need presents like you could just buy yourself something 
Look, I don't know if Canada does it this way. But in America, whenever there's an occasion of any kind, we like to attach some capitalism to it. Yeah. A buying event, a purchasing activity. And thus the push present. Yeah, and you know, this is age again because like man we like we didn't do engagement photos that's a whole thing now and your announcements and prom proposals and all that yeah oh yeah that's a whole thing and now. i suspect the yeah, social media might have also created sorry i'm just kind of now in this rabbit hole without doing any research on it of course of this push do you think the stuff. kids like do they do they give each other presents the first time they bone like do you get one of those <laughs> That'd be uh, pushing presents. <laughs> pump presents? We're going to call them pump presents? Oh. My I advice think started a thing. would be to not leave behind a present when pumping kids. <laughs> Strap that thing up. Oh, wrap it up. You know what else we should be wrapping up? Yes, this very podcast before we delve into some dangerous topics. I definitely think we've gotten to that point. You know, the, the producers on have... stage just making the hands. Mm hmm. They're playing us off with the music. All right, um, which we're not getting to yet. Uh, first of all, if you want to see any of our content, go to purplerockpodcast.com. Join our commenting community, which is fun. I like the people there. One of them I actually like quoted within this very podcast. Um, and you can see our fantasy league there as well. There is no longer any social media of any sort. If you wanted to like, let's, let's say you wanted to take a trip back to like 2002 and you're like, how can I contact these people? We do have an email address. You could email purple rock podcast at gmail.com. I mean, you probably shouldn't, you probably won't, but you could. Yeah. I have it set up on my phone. I'll notice if somebody says an email. All right. Whereas, yeah, we wouldn't notice any direct messaging because either I'm on a network that doesn't have it or not on that one as much. And it's actually something I've noticed and then maybe people, you know, take notice, see how much it's going to affect being on the old hell site uh, was sometimes a good content generator for me. You know, it's just like, okay, what opinion am I is going to enrage me enough to like have a rant? I wonder if I'm going to rant less. And I wonder if that's a good or bad thing. I, I think it's probably good. You know, it probably wasn't good that I was just like picking on people specifically, hoping that they never actually heard it. Now it does though. I've noticed gives me less cloud cover, you know? If I'm ranting now, it's probably about like somebody that was goodly enough to leave a comment on our website. And that's what I was just going to say is that, you know, I think people on our site used to assume we were ranting about them when in reality, no, no, that was coming from Twitter. Now that is no longer. Oh, no. Well, no more ranting. No, no, nobody wants the ranting. They want to hear me talk about push presence and more thoughts about that versus pump presence. You know what? We should wrap this up. We should. Let's hit that theme music. This is the copyright-free outro to the Purple Rock Survivor Podcast.